Welcome to Study Buddy, meditation philosophy for the heart of your practice. This is a live online discussion of ancient yogic texts amongst meditation practitioners in the Shambhavananda yoga tradition. My name is Acharya Satyam, I'm the resident teacher at Konalani Yoga Ashram in Hawaii, and I welcome you with love and respect. We're here. Welcome. Namaste. Thank you for being here. Tonight we're going to explore the space between the breath, the space between the thoughts, and the space even between the activities of our everyday life. As this space, as we know, is a gateway to another level of awareness um, but what I found in preparing for this and working with this this sutra and this meditation practice is that this space is not as small as I originally thought it would be but instead I found the bigger that I got the easier it was to find so without further ado let's um, start checking out the text and sort of see how this unfolds within the sutras all right, so we've got a very fun uh, thought experiment that we were presented with in this sutra uh, that I'm going to summarize for us, and then we'll look at the text. So here's the thought experiment. First, we've got three states of awareness. Okay, that much we have to sort of understand. Anybody want to raise their hand and tell me the three states? Bob, okay, got it. Such a, that would be waking <laughs> and dream state. Good. What was the second one? I think you said dreaming. Dreaming. And what's the third one? Deep sleep. Ah, uh, deep sleep. Right. Okay. And the cool. bonus of Toria state. Yes. Dreamless. <laughs> Daily double. Thanks for the bonus um, that we will get to that in just a moment. Okay, right after these messages. Um, so, but seriously, we've got these three states of awareness. Okay, and here's the thought experiment we're presented with. Okay, waking, waking state, uh, let's say I'm about to go to bed, and this is literally from the text, so this is a funny example. Uh, and I give you a dollar, and I say, I'm going to give you this dollar, and I'm going to get it back from you tomorrow. So don't get too used to having it. Okay, that's, I, that's something I'm doing in my waking state. All right, then I go to bed and I dream and I literally am in this whole other world, this whole other reality. And then I have a really good night's sleep that night and I actually go to that dreamless sleep state, which is this third state, which is almost like the void, right? That's sort of how we would associate with it from our waking state. Um, and then we wake up in the morning. Okay, so we have this, these three states that we just went through, tum, 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 all the way through. And when we wake up in the morning, we say, you know, where's the dollar? Okay, so here's the question. If these were three separate states of awareness, how can I explain that when I got, when I left the waking state that I would land right back in that waking state again with the full continuity of awareness of remembering the last time I was in it. 
where's the continuity if all our awareness is is three separate states what's continuous through them that we seem to really identify with a lot in our life like you would never think that you're a different person or in your dreaming state or when you're in a deep sleep you're you're not the same you you're like yeah it's just me sleeping or it's just me really sleeping well which we all hope to do so where's the continuity and that is the the bonus that Bob gave us the fourth state and this fourth state goes by many names and the most common one that we've seen in the sutras is Turiya the Turiya state it's like this substratum it's like the they call it the ground of awareness uh, I mean you could call it the witness honestly as far as I can tell this would be Shiva you know it's like these are it's like the big picture so let's read a little bit of the sutra that, that sort of summarizes uh, where we're at and it's gonna also tell us where we're going Natraj welcome do you want to press spacebar or unmute and read this blue section between each of these states there is a gap a point where one state has ceased to exist and the next state has yet to begin when you direct your consciousness from waking state to the dreaming state and from the dreaming state to the dreamless state, there is a point, a gap, when your consciousness, having left one world, has not yet entered the next world. How could you travel through that gap if God consciousness did not exist in that gap? So God consciousness must exist throughout. It is why the commentator Sri Maharaja says there would be disconnection of your consciousness. Thank you, Nantaraj. Perfect. So we've got these three states. And if there wasn't something beneath them all, there would be a break in our consciousness, a disconnection of our identity, of our experience of reality. Hey, Rhea. Welcome. And so Shemiraja, the, the original commentator that sort of set this all in motion for us, helping us interpret the Shiva Sutras back a thousand years ago, says, yeah, if there wasn't this fourth state, you know, there'd be a disconnection of you. And there isn't, because there is this fourth state. So we see in this, in this a little bit of a thought experiment, which is fun. We also see a, what would you call it? A way in. We see a doorway, we see a, a tip, and it is this gap. Okay, so the gap is sort of our way in to this Turiya fourth state. Go ahead and take a natural breath in, let the inhale come all the way to you, and then let it slowly exhale until you feel that gap at the end of your exhale. And then that inhale comes back, right? The beginning, the creation of the inhale, the sustaining of it through the peak of the inhale, and then the dissolving of it until you reach that gap again. We've got these breath waves, right? the inhale 
exhale, and then this gap. Inhale, exhale, gap. You know, another time we see this gap, let's call it sunrise, noon, sunset. That's like the path of the sun. And then there's a gap between sunset. We get, anyway, so we see this gap a lot. We use it to meditate in. Sutras have even told us that there's a gap between the activities of your life. And if you can maintain your awareness as you're going from one activity to the next, you can actually access this gap, these little openings. So this is our way in. But to be honest, I was working to find this gap and I felt myself, I felt I was only mildly successful. And then Tashi, are you there Tashi? How's it going? Maybe not tonight, maybe he's cooking. Was uh, asked a question at Satsang the other night to Babaji that sort of helped me break through a little bit and Babaji's recommendation to him in that for that question was to relax and expand and he was saying oh we don't have to really pound on our practice that we actually have to relax and expand to find that next level and when I was looking for this gap I was looking for something small and I could find it for a moment but it never felt anything like what was being described here. Nothing like I would say is the fourth state of awareness, something that's bigger than all of what I perceive. Because at the end of the sutra, it, it has some pretty big proclamations about what's behind this gap. And so I found that the more I expanded, the more I relaxed, the bigger I got, the easier it was to find this gap that I had to get bigger not smaller in order to find what looked to me from the surface like a really small space um, in this text it tells us at the end here in a little bit about this gap um, gosh so many wonderful people I wish I could call on every single person um, <laughs> It is said in the Sri. Go for it, Josh. You got it. Halika Karma. Very close. Krama. Yes. Halika Krama. That which exists, that which does not exist. This differentiation of existence and non-existence and their connection. It is only maintained by God consciousness. This whole universe is absolutely pure, without any support, and one with the knowledge of the consciousness of self. It is, if that consciousness of self is revealed and perceived, then at that very moment, he is without a doubt liberated in this very life. Thank you. So this gap is almost like a crack a crack like in the boards it's like if you had this it looks like oh life's so you know concrete and there's just a little crack 
there and there's some light was shining through it you know and then you looked through that crack and there was a whole world out there you know what i mean that this gap is not itself shiva exactly as we want to envision it this gap is literally a a little a peephole that actually allows us to see out of what the sutras have called this cryptic cell that we live in cryptic cell is what it's called it everything that exists and even everything that does not exist is supported by whatever it is inside this gap so it's obviously not as small as a gap right and so as we explore it tonight um, coming not from the space of the mind which wants to identify a gap as in size but rather coming from the space of our heart and the space of our awareness and we'll see if that gap becomes more clear to us through our practice so before we practice any questions or comments um, please feel free to unmute so i have so i basically see it as a the gap as a crack and the crack is in my layers of karma and my tensions and so they're relatively small and then what's in me is so much bigger and i'm just trying to let myself feel that is am i on the right track yeah, and yeah. sorry it echoed on there um go ahead and click mute real quick on your and unless it's i think it's muting me now that's good um yeah, as far as I can tell from the work that we've been given, where we know that we've been told to focus on the space between our breaths as a sort of a, a gateway to our to consciousness itself. So you're aware of that, right? That's like always been a part of our practice. Um, that is the space that I, I, I believe we are seeing and talking about here. And so being able to feel that space between your breaths, for example, isn't about holding your breath, but it's about becoming so present that you're actually there when that moment occurs. So to see this small gap, we actually have to be really, really, really present, like way before and way after that space. And we have to be present for multiple repetitions of our breath because it doesn't reveal itself all at once. So I think it's a real patient process. Now, how does this apply to like, you said like the tensions in your everyday life? I, for me, it's this gap that you can experience on your cushion should give you sort of a, a pathway, a way in, uh, a felt sensation of this inner experience that really you use sort of as your focal point when you're taking a breath or repeating a mantra in your life that it's like, this is where I'm going, right? It's like when we do mantra from the mouth, it's, it's good, but it's more powerful from the throat and it's even more powerful from the heart. But at the heart, the words of the mantra are hidden and what you have is energy. So that's like when I'm doing mantra here, I'm still trying to feel my heart, you know? And because I've done enough mantra in my cushion, I know sort of where that is. So that's how it would relate 
that space would relate to my personal, like off the cushion practice, I'd feel where I'm trying to go with this breath because I spent time on the cushion exploring it. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Dharma? Um, I, I have a question because I see the word knowledge come up a lot in the texts. And I feel like there's um, like, a, like so many other terms, it, it, there's a lot that it could mean. And sometimes it seems to talk about that ability, like knowledge can be the thing that creates the differentiation for, um, for the common person, but for the, the, the master, the, the yogi, that it, it, it's, the, it's the unifying principle. So when I see that word knowledge, I, I guess I feel like I always see it with a question mark because I don't exactly what, I don't exactly know what it means. So for example, right here, and is one with the knowledge of the consciousness of self, that yeah. space, yes. The, this is the knowledge. This is a very special kind of knowledge. You know, it's literally knowledge derived from your practice. Okay, so the word Vedas, the original text of yoga, they mean science, or they also mean knowledge. And specifically, the knowledge of the Vedas is the knowledge of your true nature. And so I guess you can just keep it in that special compartment. It, it's knowledge that directs you inside, not out. It's just the, it's the very idea that you can apply your practice in a direction that will take you in, you know, and that this knowledge can be passed down, that it is something, that it is, there is direction, there are maps, you know, but as we know, um, it has to be, the path must be walked, and that the map is almost like, has like invisible ink, where you walk with this knowledge, but the actual path only unfolds as you're walking it, that you're right, there is a limit to it. So it should always be, I think, I don't remember the word you use, almost like with a grain of salt or with a little bit of like, you know, we don't ever want to think like, oh, we can communicate this in this text. You're right. I think that's smart. Yeah. So hopefully that's helpful. All right, Bob, go for it. Question. I was listening to that and thinking about the difference between uh, knowledge of how to ride a bicycle and having experience riding the bicycle. Um, yeah, knowledge is nice, but unless it's knowledge that has been uh, uh, fermented in experience, 
it isn't the type of knowledge that is going to do you a whole lot of good. So this is why sitting and meditating, the knowledge comes to you uh, rather than you read a book and the knowledge comes to you. You could read the book, but then in, once you sit down and practice, then you understand what's being spoken about. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, there is a, a level of recognition at some point where we, we do actually recognize this divinity, you know, that there is a moment when we actually do have the ability to, to have knowledge of, of our true nature, to actually know it. And I'm grateful for these kind of environments where we're not reliant on just the book, oops, over here, the book knowledge, you know, so. You guys want to practice a little bit and then talk and then have some more time for questions? Sound okay? Excellent. And thanks for all those questions. That was a sort of a great springboard for us to like, you know, grapple a little and then put it into practice. So. If you aren't already comfortable, please make yourself so, you know, it can, it might be good to wobble a little bit, adjust your legs. And um, from wherever you're sitting, can rock forward and back as Babaji's been talking about this year. Try to find that balanced point between. And then something I've been playing with within that space is with the breath. Normally when we breathe, we breathe into the front of our chest. But try to breathe into your back and just sort of Feel how that might allow you to sense that center line, that midline, allowing more of your awareness to go to the space that it usually isn't. Your ribs are actually quite large in the back, in fact. There's even more room for your breath there with even less effort. And we start by gently smoothing out our breath. Through the nose, feel the inhale begin to rise, peaking at that moment of fullness and then slowly dissolving to that, that space between the breaths. Oddly, science has shown us two things about this space, just on a physiological level. One is that when 
we're sort of in a stressful situation or even in our daily life when we're trying to just do 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 doership we tend to cut off specifically that space after the exhale we don't let it conclude naturally that we're constantly clipping the end of our exhales this has been shown just science of breathing we think oh take a deep breath but it's actually the exact opposite of what we need according to science we need to allow that exhale to conclude and that when we do this actually helps balance the CO2 and O2 in our system and allows for better oxygen absorption without breathing any deeper so if you can allow that exhale to naturally conclude just allow that pause to take place without any holding you'll actually receive more of the oxygen that you're taking in and that this is essential physiologically and of course the yogis felt this long ago at an even subtler level Let it be simple. Like let yourself just be in this practice space. Not trying to get to the end yet. Not trying to see the finish line. Can you stay relaxed? And let your exhales naturally conclude without any additional stress or holding of the breath. we have the mantra hum as you inhale silently sa as you exhale silently I am that hum sa the that comes after the mantra
Keep trying to relax while maintaining your focus on this simple practice and the simple stillness and smoothness of your breath. Imagine you're taking a long walk and you're not in any hurry, but you're, you are walking, you are moving. Allow yourself to use a little bit of effort to smooth out and even the breath out. Try to use the least amount you can. Try to relax your perception of the space of your body and allow your awareness to feel the the room that you're in all the way around you. you just feel like this room is my body Feel the amount of space that it creates in you. Allow yourself to continue to relax and expand with each breath and mantra. When the limiting thought waves constrain your identity, when they narrow your experience to this thought, this time, just sort of loosen your grip a little and try to be a little bit bigger than them. You don't have to narrow yourself to that thought. ability to relax is your own. No one can tell you how to do it. And each day it's different. But you know how to do it and you know how to expand. You just have to believe in yourself and know that you know how. And that it's just a matter of practice.
feel this space of your heart as more expansive than the physical space. Feel this space of your heart as more expansive than the room that you're in. And don't try to understand it. Just know it. Feel how much bigger this space of the heart is. Without any physical exertion. Relax the boundaries. As you naturally approach the gap, the space after your exhale, try to feel the expansiveness of that space, not the smallness. Let this moment help you feel this bigger space.
let yourself enjoy this space after the exhale let yourself explore it don't try to define it or contain it just be there as presently as you can simply becoming aware of this gap of this space between breaths between thoughts between movements we can directly connect to this higher state of consciousness we can harmonize with it and sustain that connection even while we're thinking, breathing, and moving. This awareness is not just in the space between your breaths. Let yourself feel it all around you and within you. Don't limit it to just one moment. But let yourself practice like every moment of your practice is helping you experience this space.
The space of awareness is intuitive. You know it better than you know yourself. But you can't get there with the mind. So let yourself feel this space of the heart as you keep practicing. Anything that makes the mind tight, let it go. Every step, relaxing and expanding. This is a really valuable moment. Don't let it go. And keep applying yourself to this exciting moment. There's no limit to your practice. You have the tools and just open up.
So take a moment to allow yourself to open your eyes and try to still feel this expansiveness, whichever way you sort of feel it. Maybe it's like a peripheral expansion or behind you or maybe it's a relaxation of the mind. Maybe it's an openness in the heart or the navel. A presence perhaps. And then we'll just take a minute if you have pen and paper with you to just write from this space about your experience of this gap or this fourth state this space of awareness that is beyond the normal three and just go whatever direction you want with that Just letting yourself wrap up the thought you're on. Scanning back through with maybe an underline of a keyword or phrase. And then we can pop something into the chat box to share with each other. Newness. Yeah. Freedom. Uplifting and expansive. Challenging. Because we don't have a lot more time. Go ahead, one more. Now. Does anyone want to elaborate on their keyword? Otherwise, I'll call on you. Sure, Uma. I, it doesn't have to do with what I wrote down, but. Sure, of course. I just want to say my dog just came in and fell asleep. And it's like really interesting to hear his exhale and like the space before like the inhale. And I feel like Bob has talked about like a baby like sleeping, you know, and it's kind of like a good example, I guess. Mm -hmm. of this. Perfect example. We were actually listening to a monk seal breathe yesterday that was on the beach and the exhale was super long and then there was like nothing for like a long time and you didn't even hear the inhale come in. It was really slow and, and then you heard this long exhale. Yeah, great examples and thanks for sharing that. Yogita. Boy, it's challenging for me to stay focused when I'm meditating on the breath. I, I want to try. I've never tried it when I was. I do a lot of chanting when yeah. I'm during my day, when I'm active. But I've never tried to focus on the breath when I'm active. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Nice. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And with, with chanting, I mean, it, we're going to the same space. But sometimes coming at it from a different route can actually give you clarity. You might even with a little bit of meditation on the breath, you might even chant from a different place. You know, it starts to give you this like feeling that is not relying on the physical quality of the practice. And so it, you're like less bound by it. Yeah. So it's sort of like cross training, you know. Funny, Usha, your flowers behind you look like a hand raised up. And I keep you like, Usha, but alas, they're just the flowers wanting to share with us. Anju, flowers or hand? Um, I just think it's always so, I know, it's so incredible that, that, you know, the breath is always there. It's always with us. And I'm, and we work with it in so many different ways. And it's amazing that there's still something to discover and that there is new ways of exploring it. There's new experiences that can always be had with it if we just you know, pay a bit of attention and bring our awareness into these, these spaces, into the, into the gap. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I, it never, never fails to just like completely humble me. I agree. Yeah, this was something I've known about for a long time, but I felt like we explored it with a new fascination and vigor, you know, via the sutra. Well, do I have any volunteers looking for one? Uh, to explore this space after this space, this gap between the breaths, between our thoughts, between our activities during the next two weeks, and to share with us a little bit of your explorations on Marco Polo. Gita. Um, well, uh, I'm gonna, I want to do it. I don't know if I can get on Marco Polo. I'll try. Okay. I haven't, I haven't been getting on that. One time it asked for $200. Yes. So yeah, I, you know, I if you have any Sangha members around, um, just ask them to help you out with it and they can probably get you past that two hundred dollar thing. It's just a little like just say no to that, but I know what you mean. Um <laughs> but yeah, that'd be great. And if you can't, just email me something and I'll read it for everybody on Marco Polo or something like that. But that would be awesome to hear from you. She could post it on Sangha Oh Sangha friends. friends too. You're a great writer. So <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for volunteering. And I saw Anju's hand. Anju, too. raise your hand. Yeah, I was hoping you would, Anju, after saying what you just said. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for both of your volunteering. for Because we won't see each other for a couple more weeks. Um, next week, Tashi and Toure are going to be uh, presenting for us. And uh, that'll be next Thursday. And so we will pick up uh, with the next Sutra, 3.32, um, in two weeks from now. But in the meantime, I hope you have I hope you have, you know, um, this opportunity like I did, and we benefit, you benefited from it as well, of this expansion and this relaxation that makes what would appear to be a small gap 
into a very big space of awareness, uh, easily accessible, easily available. Um, and we don't have to get smaller to get it, but rather we have to get bigger to find it. So I'll leave you with that. Thanks everyone for being a part of this class and making it so special. Namaste. Great weekend. See ya. Jay Jay.